five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, your premier source for everything to do with the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Light Forest, the voice you hear each and every week that sets you straight, sets you right, joined virtually by both, that's right, both, Omni at Omni Straight and Sam at another Sam Chen. Uh, welcome, gentlemen. How has the week treated you? Pretty decent. Excited to see the whole gang back in here. Uh, super excited about 222 Roll Lock. I can't wait to play. I just managed to squeeze one game in. Oh, I'll take in the notes. I had a Baptiste player on my team who uh, got tilted and blamed everyone for throwing. And I'm like, dude, this character is out for 20 minutes and you're saying we throw? Baptiste? You mean uh, Sigma? Oh, Sigma. You see, I, yeah. I can't even remember his name at this point. <laughs> I've uh, missed you guys. It's Aww. been a minute. Oh, it's been a minute. Mostly it's I've missed having like internet and, <laughs> and, you know, other perks of having internet, but you know, you guys are cool too. Hey, oh, keep it, you. keep it family friendly, please. It's a all ages podcast. Well, mm. if, if, if you haven't had internet, then you've, you've missed out on the fact that we're now on Patreon. We have patrons, which is uber cool. Like we have, we have people that have signed up to our Patreon campaign. And for those of you who are curious how to get there, it's patreon.com slash ready, set, poem. Uh, and they're they're joining us in the inner sanctum in Discord where some of the craziest conversation takes place. Right. Do, do you think it, do you find it odd, like how uh, Sam suddenly pops back in again once uh, we got Patreons and all that? I, I don't know. I'm just like putting it out there i'm basically like one of those one of those like insert a coin and then i keep playing things, right? oh, okay okay the weird part is i don't even get the coin like <laughs> patreon members if you're listening i'll i'll dm you my e-transfer email we can do that instead go, yeah straight to sam you know bypass chris because that's the only way he'll ever see any uh any money considering yeah you know i got up. a sneaker problem <laughs> yeah no kidding oh so you and many of my friends all have sneaker problems mm-hmm. but back to that that point uh, there has been sort of uh, uh people are like hey, you know what? i want to support you it's just something i can commit to on a monthly basis i get that patreon it's month to month it's in u.s funds it might not be something all that accessible so i, I did a little searching online and i actually found a way that uh, people are able to go and uh, support us, uh, not only in Canadian funds, but, uh, you know, at one time. So that is through, well, you, as I said, you could buy us a coffee. But it's at ko-fi.com slash poem. Uh, we share that out on, link out on Twitter. Uh, the premise behind it is that uh, it's just sort of the opportunity to buy us a coffee, quote unquote, coffee, coffee. Uh, but, uh, again, I mean, we're not asking for people to, to pay us. Maybe Sam is, he's going to DM you as his personal, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, we, people have asked and said, you know, can, can you actually, you know, can I do something to, to help you out? Uh, I, I know that, uh, you know, the podcast costs money. What can I do? It's great content. Well, th- these are the things, if you're interested, you can, please, I want to make, I want to stress it again. The most important thing that you can do is tune in each and every week. The second most important thing that you can do, smash that subscribe button. The third most important thing you can do, 
tell all your friends and family to subscribe, promote us on social, mm. throw, you know, uh, a letter in the mail and send it to someone you haven't seen since high school and, uh, and let them know they need to tune into the podcast. And the fourth thing, if you really, really want to, yeah, head over to Patreon or, or, uh, Kofi and, uh, you know, hook us up and we'll, we'll do our best to continue to reinvest that money back into the podcast and potentially do some crazy stuff. Like, you know, you've seen other podcasts, they got the live stream set up and all that, uh, live events saying, heck, maybe we can be the new, you know, Linus, you know, tech conference in like 10 years. Oh, wow. Can we exchange those coffees in, into Timbits? Well, we could. I mean, theoretically, it's not a coffee. Like they're not going, you know, ordering a, a Starbucks that's going to be Aww. delivered to you. Oh, we can. We can I mean, if you specifically want us to buy each other coffees, like we can film that. I think. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there you go. You know, some illicit content from Sam filming himself buying himself a coffee. Yeah, I mean, that's that's so <laughs> with a uh, smooth jazz playing in the background. <laughs> Anyhow, enough about all of that. Let's talk a little bit about what we're going to get to this episode. First and foremost, the Titans are back on the uh, positive side of the win-loss column. Not that they were ever on the negative side, but that was one rough week in the last episode. Things aren't as doom and gloom this week, so we'll get into that. Uh, There's a bunch of stuff happening over the course of this weekend we'll talk about. Uh, There's Overwatch action, uh, playoff positions are getting sorted out. There's a new patch that went live in Overwatch. You know, with all that said, let's just jump straight into the payload. Moving the payload. Join me. So the Vancouver Titans and the London Spitfire kicked off the week with a match that Omni and I both said needed to be a statement match. Like this needed to be like LA Gladiator style statement match. The Titans beat the Spitfire 3-2. Is that a statement? I don't know how you call it, but both teams really desperately needed to uh, bounce back. We lost to Washington. They lost to Mayhem. Uh, it was a hell of a map, hell of a game. Runaway versus GC Busan. You, you knew it's going to be feisty. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, my heart rate <laughs> was bouncing across the room. It was definitely a statement. Don't know if it's one we we necessarily like, but I, I definitely think London's, in a way, London's back. They're back on the map. I think they're going to be very much in play for, for the final championship. You know, we saw Stitch come back in for Hurig. So Force of Hurig is, you know, back to being the Force of Hurig. Uh, Stitch coming in and <laughs> the Titans still tried to do the, the Reaper May Right. Meta that's currently prevalent in uh, the Overwatch League. Stitch was okay on Reaper. Haxel wasn't bad on May, but he wasn't that good. Uh, and the Titans themselves still felt to me as if they were experimenting. Like we talked about this in the last episode, but it seems to us that the Titans seem to be taking stage four as the scrimmage stage. I mean, they're, they've had mm-hmm. essentially playoff position locked up forever. The likelihood of them, you know, finishing first in the league was still pretty good. And we're going to get into that a little bit later. But when they lost Busan 2-0, and we saw Birdring and Prophet essentially carry right. uh, the Spitfire, it did give me pause for concern. But that's when we started to see things switch up on Anubis. Haxel got to play a little Doomfist, a little Genji. Stitch was playing Sombra and Tracer, and now we started to see that adjustment. I'd also like to point out, Bumper, what is it with him switching back to Reinhardt 
Like I've got no problems with it. I'm the guy that says, Hey, you know what? Play to your <laughs> strengths. But it seems that he switches to Reinhardt and it's like, Oh, well, they're going to win this now. Cause he's on Ryan. Ryan solves. He's the answer to all problems. It's like an intimidation factor sort of thing. Whenever he steps up, he pops off, kills like two or three. It seemed, seems to work every time and we'll see that again in a couple of maps but like you said whenever we uh mirrored them bird rig and profit reaper and may it's it's a combination of two things it feels like we don't really feel comfortable with that um you know composition yet and something about busan some of these maps especially mecha base doesn't really work for us but temple of uh temple of haksal's genji uh <laughs> did play out nicely uh we could predict the um, Sombra play because they uh, subbed in guard and he's kind of like a specialist at that role. But yeah, uh, it felt close at the at a few points. But we had a lot of time left on our attack in Anubis, which I I didn't really feel comfortable with. We tend to like play a bit loose when that happens, but uh, it was proven wrong, and and we got Temple of Anubis, and it's one one. The map that scared me the most. Hollywood, Hollywood South. Yeah, Hollywood <laughs> South. Yeah, it went way south. Like, oh. I mean, the I think moment that wraps this map up in a nice little bow was Genji, yeah. go, well, Haxall's Genji going into, what was it? Uh, he Was it the Mayall that froze him and then the hook? And, like, he got America hooked Ice first. Age. Yeah. Like, I think he, but he got all, like, completely deleted from the game um and that it it amounted to nothing but we started almost at this point see the titans then transition into a more realistic meta because stitch switched into the hanzo right and from this point moving forward we then started to see the hanzo may come out Hmm. and on on Route 66, to me, the Hanzo May was where the Titans were able to start to flex much more than they had up to this point. I agree. It's like a duo combo for our DPS. They seem to be more comfortable with. But there's one thing. Sorry, did I kind of go back to Hollywood. There's something that I saw uh, also when we played the Justice in this map. For some reason, Jano keeps playing the Diva into a Hog in this map. And, and that's kind of another factor that I felt we... we didn't really we weren't uh able to to compete on a level uh basis really and and route 66 should, should we call it traffic jam 66 i don't know uh <laughs> th- this time we opt to mirror the spitfire again hanzo may right we got the bumper rissa uh john on the hog this time not playing diva anymore and then we see anna and baptiste on our support lines i didn't really feel comfortable with trying to mirror any anytime we we mirrored uh, London, it didn't really play well, but and London did get to A with less than a minute to go as uh, Bird Ring's Dragon kind of vaporizes the entire team. Mm-hmm. It, it was a great alt, and they pushed strong through B. They they, they used some uh, good May walls, and I was feeling like, oh, what the hell is going on? They're they're they were pushing convincingly. We 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 weren't really playing great. My pulse is like going up and down, um, and they get all the way uh, to the end, but. Boy, a new team. When we went on attack, it's like a new team left spawn. Well, they were confident. Yeah, go ahead. Well, that's but that thing. They were confident through two points. Yeah. Right. 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 The 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 thing that that you you mentioned is that I thought the Vancouver Titans on 
on the defense base actually did really well. That was when we started to see them sort of almost gain their confidence back. Sure, you know, right. London was able to get through to the end, but the time ultimately wasn't there. And then the Vancouver Titans roll out of spawn, it's an entire new team. They're they're essentially, you know, taking names through the first two points. I think they had like London had forty seconds. London choked. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is that the Vancouver Titans actually <laughs> had to push just to get it to an extra extra run or OT. Or I, I don't. I like, can't yeah, so there's, there's there's no putting around it. London should have won this game. Yes, well, we're, but, we're but building, London did London things. Yeah, we, we we were building up to that. That happened in the time bank. And well, so I know. Sam is just a little bit rusty from... Uh... I'm super rusty. I mean, I just rewatched this match and it was like, yeah. dude, how did you guys... Yeah, I'd be pretty mad if I was a London supporter, but well, the, I, I'm sure they're used to it by now. The the clutch... So this, this, first of all, I don't know if you can call it clutch for the Titans because the Titans had a crap ton of time and could not get the payload up the hill. Like, right. Like it was... I don't know what it was about that space, if it was the distance to spawn or whatever it was, the Vancouver Titans suddenly ran into a wall, literally and figuratively. And it was a hacksaw uh, sort of clutch ice block. And he, he timed, it was time a timing of his wall in his ice block that allowed him to survive. And they couldn't hit him for some reason yeah, at all. That allowed the Titans to then in turn get, back on the payload and then push essentially an OT right. all the way to point to force it to extra time. You know what I think was a factor here? Uh, bumper went on Ryan again in that last push. Maybe yeah, scared them a bit. definitely did make a difference. For sure. And and so then the Vancouver Titans have no time. So all they're getting is, is the minimum out of spawn. Right. And Sam, what was it that happened to London? Uh, C8, C7, C, C9. <laughs> oh, man. It was unbelievable that the fact that, that Vancouver essentially pushed it in overtime from halfway through point A to mm. almost capping all three. Yeah, time bank was crazy. We, we I think we were on o, in OT as we... Uh, went through the first like turn even before the gas station. Yeah, it was, like a and, and Every blunder might cost us the not just the map but the entire match really here. Looking forward because they had a little bit more time than us. Janu got that great hook on profit to push us through at first, and London they looked worse and worse with every fight that happened. It felt like they were dropping to masters, then to diamond, then to platinum. It was super weird because Birdman and Profit were so good early on, and then it just. Like, I, I think there's one thing that I've really grown to love about the Titans and probably a lot of Runaway fans in the past have is is there's two types of Titans that I love the most. One is the confident AF Titans to, where they yeah. just don't care and they do ridiculous things that, you know, get them in a little bit of trouble later. Um, the other one is backs against the wall Titans. And and definitely you saw that come out. You you saw them, you know, reacting not on on mirroring, but on on just just going after they went and got it right like that's exactly yeah. what happened in route 66 there's there's no i i don't want to say there's no strategy because there's always an inherent right. strategy but but they were just desperate and, and it showed um and it worked i think it's not just strategy but but titan flexibility should not be understated because at any point they when they needed to get quickly to point you know that john can go to ball and stall pretty well mm -hmm. uh we saw Haxel go to doomfist and they were effective 
So that's another thing that we need to consider. They can flip it up uh, on on the enemy team, and they cannot really anticipate what Titans might roll out. And London, they were shook as hell. Like, profits made, they couldn't really... uh, It seems like he could have killed Haxel at some point, but he opted in to, like, try and freeze him, and he was missing shot after shot, like, from close range. You could... Tell from the from the the, the 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 you know from the face cam that he was like shaking with his aim. It was weird. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's super bizarre. So for, that takes us to Ilios, and again we saw the Titans wobble a bit. But mm. what does Bumper go and pull out on ruins? The Ryan. trusty hammer, right? And. The moment Reinhardt showed up, it's like the it's like the Spitfire, like oh, game over. Like I I joke, I I, I joke all the time about how Reinhardt is the solution to everything. I am still <laughs> a firm believer that I think Reinhardt fits within the makeup of what the Vancouver Titans can provide. I understand that he's not the best character based on the current meta, but I still think that you you play to your strengths. I know there's a lot of people in Titans court. Oh, well, you're just going to feed. Well. When when bumpers Orissa is is not having any, any success, well, to me, changing to Reinhardt, it's not like it's going to hurt you anymore. Than I think bumper is. Yeah, I think Buff, bumper definitely agrees with you. Right. Another weird thing that we saw in ruins, uh, Stitch and Haxel changed roles. Uh, he, pretty cool. Yeah, Doomfist uh, Stitch was on Doomfist. Haxel was on the Sombra, so it was kind of interesting to see. Yeah. It went all the way to ninety nine, ninety nine, but we were able to win it at the end. Yeah, and then Well was just one sided. You skipped Lighthouse. Well, no, before. I said Lighthouse was wobbly. Oh yeah, we got that. <laughs> then we saw like a proper C nine from us. I guess not a C nine. I mean, Quatermain uh, got our got slime, and Ryan and Diva were too slow to go, get back to the point to take it. But Well was interesting as well. Yeah. Uh, just as, as it, it went, like it was. All the way, Titans ninety nine to zero. But finally, when London kind of wakes up with the hopes uh, to contest Slime Boops, Fury, and Bedosin, along with that, with those hopes into the well, mm-hmm. and it, it was fun to see how Vancouver really seemed jovial and they were super hyped when they won. It was, it was fun to see them smile again. Well, it it ultimately you could tell that they were relieved. Like they, yeah. I think they they this is probably one of the few times where we've seen the Titans actually stressed like even even like the stage two final loss to the the shock or loss to valiant loss of dragons loss to the justice um we've not seen the titans look you know worried or stressed they always come back and they can you know make you know provide us that statement this was the first time where i think you could almost visibly see there was some tension and they won and it's like oh jovial you're right they're they're all happy again and then what happens they facing off against the philadelphia fusion (laughs) and i guess you could call this one a statement they foreowed them yeah and like conceivably it wasn't even close uh, people always overanalyze and they blame coaching, they blame the players, the meta, and and people keep forgetting to, like, you know, what I mean to say is, like, the, the, the emotional part of the game is so understated. People underestimate how much your mental approach to the game uh, is crucial for this, uh, for this game. Uh, you can tell, like, how Philly went the other way, um, you said it wasn't even close. 
But at the start, when we were in Busan, maps were pretty close. Uh, Mecha base, we can't really figure out that that um, map. Then the two other wins that we got in Busan were pretty close. But the rest of the game, man, they collapsed so, so, so uh, poorly. And, and they just seemed to tilt harder and harder with each passing map. And uh, I, I think I'd be remiss not to also mention, Soman Su found his way back into the lineup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what does SMS play? Zarya, Zarya, of course. Zarya. Because Zarya is totally part of the meta here. Like Goats finds a way. <laughs> um, I think I think something Omni said way back early in the season about Carpe kind of kind of really kind of I was thinking about that the whole game, just this whole idea of how Overwatch is such a momentum based game. Yeah. And and you know, Carpe was insane, like really, really insane for, for Overwatch fans that you know watched right. both seasons. You guys know what I'm talking about. And this whole year he's just been been one piece of rust after the other. And and that kind of really goes to show you like nobody kind of stays at the, the, the top forever. Right. Um and I think I think there's a couple of things that that I wanted to jump back on between actually between both maps. We we talked about, you know, the two types of Titans that I like the most. One is that backs against the wall. I think in this map, uh, we saw or not this map, this match, we <clears> saw the the crazy confident guys come a little bit back. Um they they switched players in and out, didn't matter. Right. Um they played out of meta, didn't matter. I mean, they the the it, it's just crazy because I've been gone for a minute and then you know the even though we had lost to to the dragons, like you know, the Titans were the king of the hill. We were the best team, um, uh, almost, almost not well. Arguably, let's say arguably the best team, uh, with some respect to the shock. Right. Um, but you know, I come back and it's like, oh, the Titans just lost to the one of the worst teams in the league. Like, what what is going on with the world? Um, and and it, it's 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 a brand new game really. And, and I think there's a couple of things Titans focus that, that I kind of noticed as a, as I watched these two matches, I think one, one thing that kind of took down the, the invincibility that hasn't been talked about as much is that Lucio isn't used as much. I like slime is slime is a serviceable Baptiste, but mm-hmm. in terms of impact, the way he was able to kind of use Lucio to basically use the other team as pawns on the map and boop them to where he wanted them to go. Like how many times that we talk about, um, you know, the Lucio just booping them right into, into a, a smash or, or into Genji or, or whatever. Um, that's been kind of quiet a little bit. And, and we saw that a little bit in, in well, when he brought the Lucio back, but right. that's definitely taken off of the invincibility. Um, another thing is, I think, I think who reg, um, going away for stitch is, is the right move. Um, but in terms of Stitch, how I notice his style is definitely more defensive compared to to Bird Ring, who's a little bit more aggressive and is looking for everybody's head. Um, you notice that in a lot of the Dragon Strikes that Stitch does is more to to push people into position. Yeah, um, to your yeah, go for it. Yeah, to your point, uh, the Baptiste uh, pick. We even saw this game. They didn't even uh, didn't just uh, experiment with. Um, Samensu, but Rappel, when he come, came in, yeah. that was the first time he played alongside Twilight. Usually you see him uh, on the flex role. And, and we already know, like, what is actually a flex uh, heal at this point? What is a flex tank at this point? Uh, it, the roles kind of get blurry with heroes like Baptiste or Sigma coming in. So we saw a little bit of variety. We It was nice to see Rappel play alongside with his, uh, you know, the p- person he looks up to the most on the team. So uh, it was interesting to see. I'm not sure if it's a... Uh, good sample uh, for his play on Baptiste because, like I said, uh, Philly, they looked horrible. Again, another testament to that momentum-based game. Like, look at Washington. You mentioned this team. 
I know that in in two 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 DPS get to carry more, but but look at them. I mean, what about Sansam or or John? Uh, suddenly they're like top tier tanks. No, it's a lot of uh, momentum. It's a lot of trust in, into uh, one another on the team. Synergy kind of goes onto another level. Uh, yeah, like like. Take my, me for example. If it's quick play, I'm top 500. If it's uh, <laughs> competitive, <laughs> man, I can't hit it a barn uh, from across, uh, you know, the road. So it's it's odd how this game plays out. Even the pros are not are not like uh, you know uh, immune from that. Well, to talk about the tanks, Sato had a horrible day. Yeah, like, Poco was okay, but Sato like. He he didn't exist, and far too often he would actually be one of the first to drop in the fight. And then the Vancouver Titans, it was like blood in the water. They pushed, and I think we look back at sort of this stage. That's not something we've seen as much from the Titans, where they they get that that tank down and then push. They've often allowed those fights to continue, and they're they're they've been much more tentative. Again, I don't know if that's by design. I am a firm believer the Vancouver Titans are treating this as scrim stage four, and I feel that what we saw against Philadelphia is more support for that theory. Considering you're up, Repel did come in uh, to play with the uh, Twilight uh, on Blizzard World. So this is, you know, Titans haven't locked this one up yet and they're making swaps such as that. Someone so actually dropped out as well. The map previous Jenny had come back. Yeah. Would you guys agree that Repel would have been the best support on Philly that day if he played for the other team? Uh, um, it's hard to say when the entire team kind of affects it, but like, yeah, definitely for that for those. Like he, he looked much better than than Philly support, and that kind of go. Like, the, I always feel that the the support goes hand in hand with with the main tank. Like, like we've seen so many times when Bumper dies a lot, it's because it's because you know Twilight's gotten picked off or Slime's gotten picked off. It was it was the the kind of similar, not not so much that they got picked off, but but Titans clearly tie, targeted Sato. Um, I think I think uh, Haxel went after him hard. Oh yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, once that was down, then everybody was slim pickings. The I, okay, you know, what? I think that Neptuno was uh, you know playing a slightly different version of Baptiste than Rappel was. Um, I uh, Boombox had also a rough day, but then I don't feel Rappel comes in for Boombox. Like I, I don't necessarily. I I see what you're saying. I just don't think it'd be. Yeah, it's not to meant to be a, a, a great great example. I just meant that you know our backup you know play better than their mains. That's yeah. the point I'm trying that's, to take. And that that's a fair point to be made. So yeah, the Vancouver Titans completely dominated on Blizzard World, and then on Route 66. Well, <laughs> considering how long it took the fusion just to get out of spawn. Ugh. And it was like they couldn't do anything. Like just on on Route sixty six alone, like the number of swaps they tried everything, and could not get out of spawn. Like the Vancouver it me, just abused them. Uh, it reminded me some of our uh, disastrous throwings on Havana. Really, I felt bad for them a little bit. Then I remembered that uh, we should win this game, and and my mercy just went away. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just to put into perspective, on Route sixty six, how many times? Did uh, Janu die? I guess zero. No, he actually died once. Oh, okay. One. Did he jump off? Yeah, probably. <laughs> one. One death, both defense and offense, playing Ooh. hog. Like that was it. the The next closest was Bumper with three deaths. Like yeah. when your tanks 
aren't being dropped, generally speaking, you're not going to have a problem winning a map. Like it's, they were dominant next, you know, six ways to Sunday. And it's not to suggest that it was all that long, but in the Vancouver Titans on, on the attack phase, pretty much just roll over the fusion. And then again, fusion just couldn't get a spot. So Vancouver Titans go and win both the uh, Thursday as well as the uh, uh, Sunday matchup. And as a result of those two wins locked up the Pacific division seed, which meant they were either first or second. Now, what's interesting to note was that the actual lockup of the first overall seed wasn't yet in the bag. I mean, theoretically, the the math was in their favor, though mathematically it wasn't actually necessarily going to be a guarantee because a head-to-head record between NYXL, who was really the only threat at that point, could come into play. So before we jump into the fray a little bit uh, later, um, spoiler alert, the NYXL got rolled. In fact, I think they got rolled. Someone then fired up the time machine, brought it back so they could get rolled again. It was that bad. Like it, 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 I felt sorry for the Excelsior and we'll talk more about this in the fray, but the Vancouver Titans based on those two wins and the fact that NYXL lost are the first overall seed going to the playoffs. That means at this point in time, there's the Titans could just lose out. And they'd still finish top of the table, and they'll get the lowest seed that plays in to the uh, the playoffs themselves. But again, we'll talk more about the rest of the league in the freight. Let's talk about a few other things that are coming down the pipeline for the Vancouver Titans. So first and foremost, uh, we've mentioned on the last few episodes, the Vancouver Titans have a meet and greet taking place in Seattle. I know for those of you who south of the border, outside of Se- around the Seattle area, like, oh, it's not Seattle, it's Tukwila. Well, okay, fine. <laughs> That's like saying I, I don't live in Vancouver. I would never tell someone I don't live in Vancouver. I don't. But <laughs> Who said Tequila out loud? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I could be mispronouncing it too. It's like someone trying to say Coquitlam. Yeah. Or Tawasin. Nobody lives Coquitlam. Yeah. But uh, the Seattle meet and greet is this Saturday. So for those of you who are like, oh my goodness, I didn't know it was happening. Uh, you could still score a ticket. Uh, tickets are available uh, at $10 US to get you in the door. Uh, it's 75 US for a VIP ticket that gets you uh, guaranteed access, guaranteed that's, signing. That's like uh, $200 Canadian, right? Like $200 mm-hmm. Canadian and a uh, Herschel bag. Again, I don't know if it's the same Herschel bag that uh, you guys scored earlier this year, but most Herschel definitely. Bag. I would be very surprised if it's not. They did not sell out of those secrets. <laughs> so it is okay. It is a nice bag. Like, let's, let's make it clear. It's, it's a decent bag, but uh, tickets again are still available. Now I, as to who's going to be there, I I actually am curious because we're going to talk about something happening the following day, but uh, they do suggest that Bumper, Somonsu, Twilight, Stitch, and Harsha are going to be at the meet and greet in Seattle. So that leads me to believe it's not the whole team. We weren't entirely sure but uh, after Saturday down there in Seattle, and that's at Virtual Sports, uh, doors open at 1230, Titans Q&A is 1 o'clock, so on and so forth. Oh, and by the way, I will be there. I am representing Ready Sapone. If you come, want to come and actually meet the voice you hear each and every week, I'll be there. I'm actually going to be sitting down with the uh, Taylor and Chappie from the, the Joystick Club podcast, and uh, we're going to be talking uh, talking Titans. The hope is, is that but, they can... But importantly, are you going to be signing autographs? Oh, well, if anyone wants my signature, Sure photos uh i will not be providing photos of myself but if you want to take a picture of me run out to the nearest like 
Walmart or wherever the hell you can go Walgreens and print a picture and then run back by all means. Not of you, with you, man. Oh, well, that's sure. No problem. I'm easy. Anything for the people, Sam. <laughs> go, f- go find them. I'll be first in line. Yeah. But that's on hey. Saturday. You're going to say something? No. Fine. Burped. On Sunday, the Titans are then going to be here in Vancouver. So Sunday, August 18th, they're going to be at the Best Buy on uh, Camby Street in Vancouver. So for those of you who are curious where that is, it's just before you cross the Camby Street Bridge going downtown. It's like just, uh, what about, was it 7th and Camby, I want to say? just off. It's, uh, I think that's the one next to uh, Vancouver City Center Station, right? Uh, Cabby Street? No, no, that's on that's on the south side. One by Whole Foods. Yeah, it's oh. it's it's like seventh and it's just all, like near Broadway. It's like Vancouver City Center Station. Walked walked down the hill. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. So uh, oh. they'll be there at Best Buy. Now this one costs you nothing. Like you just need to get in line. The lineup starts at twelve thirty, and they uh, have advertised that you can meet Harsha, Twilight, Bumper, Somanso, and Stitch. Which interestingly enough is very similar to the names that they've said you can meet in Seattle, which again leads us to think that that's who will be there. So if you're, you know, hoping to hang out with Repel or, or Janu, um, we're not saying we know that they won't be there for sure, but I find it interesting that they have the the same names listed for both events. That could be who's making the, the trip up, but that event uh, is from one to three as well. Uh, again, Sunday, August 18th, the uh, lineup starts at 1230. It's free. So I imagine the, everyone and their dog will be lined up. This is simply a, uh, from what I understand, an autograph session. I don't think there'll be too much of a Q and a, um, there may be, but uh, again, it's not something that uh, has been explicitly cool. shared with us, but I won't be able to go. Cause I'm going to be still in Seattle. I had to sell it to <laughs> life for us that we're making a, a vacation trip down there. Um, will will Stitch be able to help me pick out a new mouse at Best Buy? He might. <laughs> See, I, I need to like buy a new over the range microwave. Think they can like si- autograph that one for me? Get a Vancouver <laughs> steamed over the range microwave signed by Stitch. Oh, oh yeah. Well, that'll, that'll be sick. Yeah, well, it'd be the first one in the world. I, I, you yeah. better line up. I want to see pictures. I want to, you know what? I totally want to see pictures of you getting a microwave <laughs> signed by the Vancouver Titans. No, wasn't the whole runaway thing uh, a fridge? You got to get a fridge signed, man. Oh, I thought, was it a fridge? I thought it was a washing was it a machine. Was it a mic- washing mine, machine? Mine is still working. Uh, well, don't jinx it, please. <laughs> it was what an appliance should you get signed? Yeah. So give us a comment if you're listening to this part. What what appliance should Omni get signed? I just told you that I need a new microwave over the range. I'm sorry, man. Why Why would I want another one? Like something different. You got to do it for the listeners. Anything for the listeners. Oh, okay. yeah, for the listeners, man. That's for like only, I guess, uh, Diamond and Above Patreons or yeah. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Diamond Patreon, please give, please give Omni a useless appliance. Don't give him a microwave, which he needs. Give him like a stove. Like I would take it if it works, right? I don't mind. <laughs> Like run away. What would you do with two stoves? Hey, remember it's like a closing of a, a circle closed. You remember how the, like people donated a washing machine for the, the runaway team? Okay, so yeah. we were just talking That's about that. Super similar. We are super rusty, guys. It's like we're in a two 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 lock. I was just looking at deals right now. That's why. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> the last event that uh, we've sort of known about, but details have now come out, is that there will be the final Vancouver Titans watch party for the court, uh, regular season. That's on uh, Saturday, August twenty fourth. This will be at uh, the Sports Bar Live at Rogers Arena, the pretty much home of the Vancouver Titans. Ooh. We've seen them 
throughout the season. Uh, doors open at 4.30. The match starts at 5.30. Uh, a ticket to get into the door is, again, $10 this time Canadian. So last, last one didn't go too well. I'm well, okay. Kind of scared. Fine, fine. But uh, <laughs> this $10 ticket that gets you in the door for some good times. I mean, I've been to pretty much uh, almost all of them. I didn't go to that one because I was on the cruise ship. You guys were there. Uh, but your ticket for this one is going to provide you an inflatable bumper hammer if you don't already have one, or maybe you need nice. to get another one. You get a free fo- froster or coffee voucher from Circle K. And an exclusive Titans poster and then the chance to win great prizes. They're going to have jerseys, skin codes, and all sorts of good stuff. It's open seating. So to get the best table, be part of the podcast. Um, yeah. It's an all ages event as well, which is kind of cool. I, I'm actually thinking I might uh, bring nephew for us out if I can. Don't sleep on the fish and chips, man. No. That's that's my trip. That's my tip for you guys. Don't, it's pretty good. Don't sleep on the fish and chips. Well, I, I can eat it. You know, the fish part's probably no problem, but the batter and the fries, I can't imagine how many points that is. Give it to Nephew Force. Oh yeah. Gosh. That kid, like his I wish I had his metabolism. Like he he actually loses weight just chewing food. Like, so, so everything is celery to him. Yeah, pretty much. It's unbelievable. Um, but uh, again, that uh, watch party will be a place to be. There's also going to be a watch party for the postseason. If you're unsure of well, how will this work, uh, the Anchor Titans are currently soliciting some input on that. So join uh, the Titans Discord or head to the Titans uh, Reddit. Uh, there's a straw poll happening just to sort of talk about well, what what would people be more interested in how to how to make that happen. So again. Everything that you need to know, ready, set, pwn, we have you covered. We're going to take a short break uh, as we go into the fray. off the week that was we had the vancouver titans beat the london spitfire early match on a thursday it was actually convenient enough for me that i had worked from home so i was able to watch it but uh the uh, vancouver titans were followed up by the paris eternal and philly fusion where we saw the eternal win 3-2 the florida mayhem beat the toronto defiant 3-1 and the guangzhou charge beat the seoul dynasty 3-2 that thursday made sure you got your money's worth i think the last match mm-hmm. ended about two in the morning <laughs> like Did. Sam, you you watched every single one, right? Of course, yeah, totally. <laughs> I, didn't you like fall asleep when Toronto played? Uh, I have done that before mm. in a public place, <laughs> uh, but I think I think for this particular match, I was fighting off a bear. Yeah, fighting off bears. <laughs> it happens. But Toronto was actually the shortest match of the three, four. Sorry, because they got beat down. Well, three yeah. one. It was actually closer until it wasn't, but. Yeah. Um, the match that Ani and I suggested everyone watch was the Dynasty Charge. To be honest, you could have probably watched any of the matches except for the Mayhem Defiant, and you would have gotten your money's worth. Right. I was surprised the Dynasty couldn't pull this one out. Reverse swept. Mm-hmm. Like, it was... Ouchie. It was... It was it interesting. It was just too, too late. They they were falling asleep as they played. I don't know. Well, yeah, because you know, it was like two in the morning when it was over. Anyhow. Yeah, Guangzhou, Guangzhou is... Uh, Playing pretty well in this meta, in this stage. I think they're six and one now. No, they have another match. So, 
Or wait, I think they're done. No, they have another match against. Yeah, they can't. All oh, right, they played against New York after, and they have another match against the Fuel. Yeah, yeah. On Friday, the Washington Justice beat the Boston Uprising 3-1. The Gladiators beat the Fuel 3-2. The Shock beat the Dragons 3-1. And the Excelsior beat the Spark 3-2. Another day where you generally got your money's worth. Uh, I said watch Justice Uprising. The Justice were for real. Like, Boston stood no chance. You said watch the Shanghai Dragons San Francisco Shock on me. San Francisco was in the driver's seat here. Yeah. You know, I think this goes back to the point that the Dragons are actually being hurt by this meta as equal as some of the goats one tricks are the dragons can't play the third DPS. They're just not set there. I don't know. Maybe there's an internal turmoil over who needs to play as a DM and, and uh ding. Is it, uh, uh, they're a doomfist player. It's hard. Hard. Young yeah. Young Jin, you know, young Jin. Exactly. The guy, you know, that's, so that's why we need you here, Sam. You see, yeah, stat checking. <laughs> On Saturday, the Spitfire beat the Outlaws 3-1. The Dynasty beat the Defiant 2-1. The Valiant lost to the Mayhem 3-2. And the Spark beat the Hunters 3-2. Omni, you decided you were going to head to the beach. You probably really enjoyed the weather. <laughs> and uh, I said, let's watch the Dynasty and Defiant because, you know, it's Sam's team versus Sam's <laughs> team. <laughs> Why would you say that? That sounds like the worst possible way to spend a beautiful Saturday afternoon. <laughs> okay, you obviously didn't listen to that part of the podcast, but I picked that match for you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> At least we got a tie-in. That's always cool. And then on Sunday, the Titans beat the Living Daylights out of the Philadelphia Fusion. The Justice squeaked by the Houston Outlaws 3-2. This was a good match, and I actually thought the Outlaws were going to pull pull this one out but the justice were able to to make it happen and then uh two washes the shock rolled over the fuel 4-0 the charge rolled over the excelsior 4-0 and we were talking about this earlier you and i only said let's watch this match i to be honest would still say watch this match because by watching it we learned the new york excelsior were sandbagging they admitted to it (laughs) they did not want to reveal their strategies it's like seriously Way to go. Yeah. You just decided, yeah, we're fine. We don't care. And we're just going to lose any momentum we might have to play around and experiment. And this was quick. Like, uh, 4-0s generally go fast. This mm. was fast. They got held, full held on three maps out of the four. Freaking disaster. I haven't even seen such a poor showing out of any team, including like the Mayhem or Washington <laughs> of the previous stages. <laughs> Awful, awful. Uh, you know, I, uh, this is not sandbagging. This was a uh, bleep bagging, probably. Well, it was it was bad. Like, I mean, I was I was laughing watching it. <laughs> like, like what the hell, man? What's going on? And I, I'm here. I am. I got my itchy trigger finger. I'm like, I just you know, I know it's not over, but New York looks bad. So I'm just going to tweet out that the Vancouver Titans have wrapped things up before they wrap things up. But then I'm like, ah, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know curse the titans and mess with the overwatch league gods or anything like that mm-hmm. 
Hey. But Jeff was Jeff was on our side this time. Yeah, I'm, I fear Uncle Jeff. So let's talk a little bit about the week that will be. So it's a reduced week because the homestand, uh, or I guess it's called the Kit Kat Rivalry Weekend, the following <laughs> week has a number of teams playing. But on Thursday, we've got the Uprising versus the Mayhem, the Fuel versus the Spark, the Dynasty for the Dragons. Uh, Omni, you and I said Dynasty Dragons. Sam, you said Uprising Mayhem. I'm curious. Why? Why? Well, like I said, I've been away for a minute and I've come back to a very confusing world of Overwatch. And I know Overwatch League wants parity. In fact, I don't know why commissioners of all sports leagues are in love with parity. I need to know who sucks and I need to know who's the best. <laughs> and this is a perfect showing for me. I, I, I have a strong suspicion that the Uprising might be the worst team in the league. And that kind of helps me direction how I understand this game. So this is really important because if the Uprising somehow beat the Mayhem, then it's confusing again. You know, looking at this day, I think they should just create a custom map where bo- where all teams can play together, like Boston, Boston, Dallas, Florida, and Hangzhou to just play one another in like a crazy battle royale to decide who is the worst team. Like a, a 16 battle royale? Yeah, exactly. That's 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 Overwatch that's League. A, that's Overwatch Two. Overwatch Two <laughs> is going to have a, a, a <laughs> exactly. have, uh, squads of six in a battle royale format. <laughs> Help us determine the worst of the worst. Right. And then, like Diva as a mech, will be able to get into this mech they add mid game that totally breaks the meta and, and is a tournament <laughs> play. It'll be great. Um, Friday, you've got the Justice and the Rain, the Hunters, the Shock, the Gladiators, the Spark. I think this is the. F- first time and we do this quite a bit where we <laughs> all three of us chose one of those matches i said gladiator spark i chose that because i'm like i think there's some playoff implications here uh how things are going to pan out i mean neither of these teams have locked in for you know the top six possible chances are the spark are there glad still need to work on it uh omni you said the justice rain sam you went shock hunters explain yourself I- I'm hoping that the Atlanta rain uh, might give Washington justice around for the money. Unfortunately, we couldn't. So I want to see them drop to Atlanta. Atlanta has been playing pretty well. Streak, huh? Yeah, That's they're on a, a perfect, perfect run so far in stage four. I missed the time when you know they had ties every game. That was a group. That was a better time. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I picked the Shock Hunters mostly because I want to see how the Shock do. Um, again, this is kind of me recalibrating myself. If Boston's the worst team or the Shock the best team, I don't really know. But Hunters aren't exactly a great test, so I don't know. you got to pick somebody. Well, in fairness, we are seeing Sinatra come into to the Shock lineup again, so it's possible that there is some compatibility there. Super is pretty much done. Like, I, <laughs> I don't see how Super comes in, so. Yeah. Anywho, mm. Saturday, you've got the Paris Eternal Shanghai Dragons, the LA Valiant Boston Uprising, the Seoul Dynasty, Philadelphia Infusion, and the Chengdu Hunters and Houston Outlaws. If there was a match you can just go out for lunch with, uh, it's the Valiant Uprising. We didn't choose that. But I said Eternal Dragons. Sam said Dynasty Fusion. Omni said Hunters Outlaws. Again, completely off the board. I chose Eternal Dragons because the Eternal, not that they have a chance. This is their chance. The dragons, I think the eternal match up to them. Well, do the dragons have a shot to actually show that they're still a serious possibility? I'm not going to suggest contender because again, I think the fact that they can't play three DPS is punishing them hard. 
Yeah, I found most other matches here kind of repulsive. So I saw Chengdu <laughs> versus Houston. I'm like, oh, that could be at least nice. Well, okay, Houston has looked good, surprisingly, yeah. but they're done. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't I pick that the one. the Dynasty Fusion. It was a typo. I hit the wrong button. <laughs> okay, who are you picking? <laughs> I wasn't going to pick anybody, oh, but... Saturday you took a day I, off? I, I, yeah, why not? Yeah. I was going to watch the Valiant Uprising, but nah. Yeah. Eh. I mean, realistically, I'll probably be watching very little on Saturday because I'll be down in Seattle. I imagine I'll have it on yeah. TVs there, but I'm not going to be watching that. I'm going to be listening to what the Titans have to say. I'm going to be tweeting out at Ready, Set, Pwn to tell you everything that they've answered. Hopefully, I can actually hear uh, the answers this time. So, uh, sidebar, if you ever MC an event of any sort, and it's a Q&A format, it's very important that if the people asking the questions don't have microphones, that you, with the microphone, Repeat the question for all those that are present. Don't assume they heard it because you could. Just saying. Anyhow. Pro tips there. Shots fired. Well, I mean, no, in, in fairness, this is something I think Omni and I can back me up on. Like both he and I are in adult learning. We we essentially deliver training, and there are things in adult learning that you 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 follow through to ensure people can actually Definitely. understand, whether it be questions, whether it be answers. It's just something that not everyone knows they need to do. Especially when translation is involved, it's, oh, yeah. it becomes even more important. Yeah. So so hopefully I'll be able to share those answers. And then on Sunday, we've got the Spitfire Rain, the Eternal Justice, Mayhem Defiant, Fuel Charge. I chose Fuel Charge. I actually meant to choose Spitfire Rain. <laughs> I don't. So there's something about when, you know, Google Sheets, when you like put in an, uh, the letter and you scroll, it doesn't actually put the letter in. And so I think I must have accidentally moved it to a different cell. But yeah, I had actually meant to pick this Spitfire Rain. Oh. You know, the saddest thing to me about the Eternal is that the coolest thing about them is how uh, awesome their matchups sound. Like the Eternal Dragons, the Eternal Justice. Other than that, (laughs) I'm not really as compelled to watch those games. The most exciting thing about the Eternal is when, you know, soon comes out. Let me say soon. And, and, uh, you know, just in case no one could hear the giant soon the casters just say, oh, here comes soon. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> I just went super fun name to say. I just went earlier and said, you know, repeat things. And I'm saying that they're being redundant. I remember watching a game. Oh, man, please. <laughs> I remember watching a game uh, with Lena in season one. She wasn't really, didn't really know who he was. And she's like, why are they booing this player? <laughs> well, it's, I mean, for those in Vancouver, uh, we're accustomed to hearing Lou. And yeah. uh, people who don't quite understand the the reason why Lou gets shouted, they think it's booing and like, oh man, Vancouver fans are harsh. The goaltender just came out in the ace or the BC Lions, you know, place kicker and uh, just came out onto the field. Why are they booing him? Man, they must hate him. No, it's because it's Louie. We're going Lou. Anyhow, let's talk a little bit about uh, things that are happening in the Overwatch League. Moves are starting to trickle down. It was amazing how crazy stage four had been like each and every week we have pretty much been talking about the seven different ways that crystal had been suspended this week we're not talking <laughs> about them uh toronto fired bishop their head coach they fired him i mean they they used the more appropriate term he has been relieved of his duties immediately oh I, okay from a sports perspective the toronto defiant had what 
anyone would probably argue was a substandard season. Their expectations was that they were going to perform far better than they did. We saw them pivot a little bit by trying to shake things up, going um, away from sort of the all-Korean roster into a more mixed uh, national roster. Again, this seems to be a thing. Um, They didn't see any real success from that. So they're still sort of working (laughs) things out. But what I don't quite understand is why, why fire Bishop then? Why not wait just a couple weeks longer, and if you're going to let him go at the end of the season, let him go? What confuses me more, and while I can concede they still need coaching staff, is that only Bishop is gone. Everyone else stays. Well, first of all, it was his birthday, so they wanted to be extra nasty. Ooh, with sorry, the, what? With the mess. It was his birthday. Serious. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's how we do it here in Canada. Oh, man. <laughs> Cold-blooded. Like, did he open man. up a card and it said, happy birthday, you're fired? Like, <laughs> No, no, it said, happy birthday, you're relieved <laughs> of your duties. Immediately. Imme- effective immediately. Relieved is a positive, oh, man. positive thing, right? We shouldn't, we shouldn't be joking. Us. We should not be laughing. It's not something to laugh about. But, oh, my goodness. It's, that's unbelievable. I get it, It's business. But still, it, there's, there's something about this that just, for me – it doesn't feel right. I don't see the the need to go and exit him at that point. But then I say that today and in traditional sports that happens, you know, so often. A team gets eliminated from the postseason, changes happen. Like, it's like that second. Well, no sense delaying the inevitable. It's just where this is odd. It's only Bishop. That part, I don't quite understand. That, that part is a little odd. I think they wanted to make a statement um, it, it's, it's kind of shoddy. Um, but, but I think the worst thing that hap- could have happened to the defiant season is that they started off stage one so well, um, yeah. that kind of set the wrong expectations for, you know, what we now know the defiant to be. Um, and I know I've been riding on them hard all season, but it was a lot, honestly, it was a lot more harmless and fun to ride on them when they were like sort of winning anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm just you know, this mean guy on a Titans podcast. Right. Um, <laughs> but, but reality is if they were the other way around, like the justice, now it's a feel good story. So it just kind of goes to show you that like in sports, sometimes timing is everything because the justice stunk for three stages. And now they're finally seeing some um, success in a, in a small vacuum. And suddenly everybody's like, Oh wow. Like I've been a justice supporter since day one, all this crap coming out. Um, versus, you know, defiant, they started off super strong and everybody was like, Oh, look at Canada. We got the best teams in the league. And, you know, it's just been one thing after another. So many trades, they're making trades, they're making firings just to seemingly stay relevant. Um, but I don't feel that bad, honestly. Sorry. Cause it's, it's still Toronto and you guys still have the Raptors. So whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's business. There's nothing that justifies uh, all the coaching staff not going through change or expecting this change. But you said it's business, but the phrasing was a bit odd. Uh, the timing, again, was a little weird. Even his kind of uh, twit longer that he posted up, it, it ended by a happy 30th birthday to myself. Oh, is <laughs> 30th too? Yeah. Like, ugh, it's weird how they started the statement by how um, all of the rest of the assistants will be remaining. Um, but peace be with Bishop. Guess, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's odd. It feels very unprofessional to me. Yeah. 
And here I like these these words don't come out by mistake. No, and right? and, and that like that organization, like I've been saying, they seem to be well loyal. They have they're really doing things um, intelligently. Like I've been talking about overactive media quite positively. Like this is this is probably the first time where I'm like this feels like a big misstep. I mean, on on the on the flip side, like if if I'm playing devil's advocate, re- relieved might be a right word if everybody knew that Bishop wasn't going to stay anyway. Maybe Bishop knew. Maybe Bishop wanted to to depart at the end of the season anyway, and this kind of allows him, you know, extra room to find his next gig, be it with contenders or another Overwatch team. You, or, you could still or use whatever. that phrasing. You know, we've mutually agreed. Like we've seen this, teams have mutually agreed with others. I suppose so. Yeah, I, again, you might be right. I, it's just it was it's weird. I think that three of us, if we were to, you know, TLDR this, weird, understandable, but weird. Uh, <laughs> the other move that took place since our last episode, uh, Fozix uh, flex support for the uh, justice is leaving them, and I use leaving with air quotes. You can't see. Fozix played in stage one, and then went home in April. Now. I don't know the reasons as to his departure in April, but again, weird that Arc. he's leaving now. Like I get what, well, Ark, yeah, I get Ark comes in. Ark needed a room and they kicked him out <laughs> <Okay>. from. <laughs> yes. The rumor is that Fozix was told peace, peace be with you. There's the door, you know, pack effective up, immediately pack up your shiznit. <laughs> but like, again, the justice still had him on contract and essentially as part of the team until this week mm. like again weird maybe they finalized uh, the buying out of his contract or something like that uh, but they were able to officially uh, it, announce this weird outside of the fact yeah. that there's the door yeah. we need your bed um, which is all rumored <laughs> rumored but hey yeah. reports are so those have been the two moves all sorts of crazy stuff is going to happen today that being the day you're listening to the podcast because that's pretty much how the overwatch league runs like the biggest announcements always happen the day we release our episodes overwatch 2 announced tomorrow yeah, probably pretty much um let's talk a little bit about the actual game it's not overwatch 2 but it could very well be uh the new patches out came out uh, today we're recording on the tuesday and uh i'm not going to go through all of the changes we sort of talked about it over the course of time yeah. in ptr but uh, sigma now live the roll queue now live um the rebuilt brigida now live lots of hero changes now live things that we didn't really know about until they became live is that endorsements have now been added to a whole load of modes specifically in the arcade but including mystery heroes which i so i played a little mystery. game it's game saved like i don't know how you endorse people in mystery heroes truly like <laughs> i mean i i pick man like good job playing the symmetra reinhard reaper and uh like og like i i so my thing is if you've ever seen me play and i know there's actually a few listeners that have, have encountered me playing mystery heroes and qb I, at the end of every match, I will say, well played, everyone. Even Sam was like, man, is that a macro? I'm like, no, I type that in each and every time. And then people are like, oh, my God, you know, why do you keep saying that? I'm like, because there's an assault in the game. Like, I look at it this way. It's a video game. I play it to have fun, enjoy myself. I have a smile on my face, even when I'm getting, like, beat down. <laughs> but I don't say that to get endorsements. I just feel that it's important to be positive. But still, 
endorsements in Mr. Heroes seems seems odd. Like, how do you get shot collar? Man, that that Hanzo we had for about 15 seconds when he got that headshot <laughs> that allowed the rest of the team with all their ults to roll in, shot collar. He died right after. We lost Hanzo. He came <laughs> back as Mercy, so they're shot collar. He totally called a shot. Um, weird. Uh, the other changes that occurred is in Mr. Heroes, Heroes will now reset between control rounds. I actually like this one because someone who plays Mr. Heroes a lot, because you don't understand how many times I've gone into like a control match and out come four bastions with like a mercy and a uh, tank of some sort. And like you take <laughs> out one of the bastions and mercy reses while the other three killed the rest of your team. So now at least it throws the coin for everyone. So I think it adds some variety. Um, and then there are a few other, you know, bug fixes and whatnot, but uh I've seen Sigma once. He uh, showed up uh, actually twice in, in Mystery Heroes. Um, his shield is next level. Like uh, It's interesting. And we haven't even seen people play him correctly because he's like so fresh. Yeah. like But like in, in I, I get that, you know, he can position, he can call it. But like I was, I was hamming, pop my ult. What does he do? He just throws a shield through it. Yeah. Like it, it's not like a Reinhardt walking through taking damage as his you know shield gets beat up. No, he just fires us. Like it's it's it changes the game um, yeah. in, in in different ways. So let me give you a tip and to all of you listeners. I played against a pretty decent Sigma in competitive today, and Winston just destroys him. He has nothing to do against Winston. You attack him through his shield. You have all the mobility in the world, and he can. He basically is super immobile. So what are you talking about? And he I, floats I, like I, Zen. Uh, yeah, but like <laughs> against the Winston, he's uh, Gonzo. So uh, that's your tip of the day. Sigma or Orisa. But on that, did you notice how whenever an Orisa is pulled in Overwatch League, how she flies suddenly like four stories upwards? What the hell is that? She gets shot to the stratosphere or May. It's so weird. There's just like a bug there when when they uh I think when she uses uh, her ability uh, the, the whole thing I don't know or what what is it called when she can't be booped? Halt. So when she, halt, she no, uses halt, that halt is the yeah I don't know what that there, one is. Yeah. There's a sliver of a second there when that happens she just flies up so that's weird. But to your mis- to your question uh I don't know I guess similar. I I yeah. I think Sigma provides more utility. If you're if you're looking for if you're looking for sort of what Sigma can do with the tank, I think the the portable shield, um the fact that he he can actually still deal you know damage in in a, in in a distance is really what can you recall the shield yes at any point yes so that's so that's a huge like, huge plus oh I, I got my angle wrong on that shield recall yeah. and then immediately yeah. you know reposition it like if i'm Arissa and i toss that whoops hey guys so sorry i threw it off the map i gotta wait for the down. kind of his thing you you can do that with you know the right click and you can also uh bind that with uh reload on his uh personal controller settings that's uh, one of his options so yeah he's also super lanky to play against it's super weird to play against i meant to say because he's super lanky and tall he hovers across uh, above the ground and it's really hard to like get your uh, muscle memory uh to flick and shoot at him sam you're not really sure what i'm talking about (laughs) 
But what's that like? <laughs> but anyways, when you hook him with a hog or something, you have to like shoot upwards. It's super strange. Yeah. But Actually, that is a big update is that I've started playing on PC. Yeah, you, that's right. You, how how how's that journey going? Oh, it's good. I'm a great for for budding Overwatch stars to have target practice against. <laughs> So it's amazing. Uh, like I really feel like I'm contributing to the Overwatch community now. I, I shared this on the last episode, but I was like, how you were you were asking, like, hey, hey man, how do I emote? I'm like, well, you just you know hit the emote button. No, no, what you just did. And you're like, you're you're asking me questions about something with very descriptive language, like, no, that, not that, this, that. And you know, long and short of it. It's like, dude, options menu, control, keybind. I don't want to read. Oh well. Now's the perfect time to join in or return. You see a lot of like uh streamers back from the glory days you see oh, team the tap yeah, man, tap man. Queuing up yeah, i've been Eagle. watching yeah, tim play. Yeah. tune into tim it's to watch fortnite look he's playing overwatch and he's happy about it too that's yep. like tim left overwatch he was salty about it like he just didn't know <laughs> where the game was <laughs> or if you want to get like some some change of pace go and watch ixqc play anna <laughs> in competitive <laughs> Okay, like I, I have to, I have to ask this question: Are we talking about Calm XQC or are we talking about Calm? Uh, it's uh, XQC who can get a uh, sleep dart, and Chad calls him out all the time. It, it was uh, pretty funny. Um, the other thing I should we should mention as well is with the the roll queue being live, we talked about it in the PTR, but this now means for your competitive. Uh, side of things uh, you'll have three different srs your uh, sr qualification is five matches for each of the the rules um sam's already plat mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm plat target practice <laughs> i move just enough so that you can practice your headshots uh, widow shoots him he's like how can she plat mm-hmm. so as we wrap up this episode <laughs> I do want to point out we are uh, looking to do another one of these uh, RSP gaming events. Uh, I will try to bounce some ideas through Discord. So if you happen to have already joined our Discord, uh, awesome. You'll get to, to see those questions show up shortly. If you haven't yet, you're like, oh, RSP has a Discord. It's uh, The easiest way to get there is actually discord.io slash ready set poem uh, i got one of those uh, discord.io links because it's a whole lot easier than bitly and and what have you so feel free to uh join our discord it's quiet i'm not gonna lie it's not titan squad crazy but uh it's a cool bunch of people all the cool people from titan squad are on the rsp discord just the coolest we've got the coolest people yeah. i post every time i find a grizzlies jersey <laughs> this, this is true this is true mm. Um, the other thing I do want to mention as well as we let off the top of the episode is we are live on Patreon. We are live on uh, coffee. So feel free to, if you want to, you know, throw some support away, whether you want to actually buy us a coffee or Timbits is entirely up to you, but that is in Canadian where is Patreon. It's a recurring monthly cost that happens to be in us because it's us service. So for those of you in Canada, I apologize that the exchange rate starts to kick in. There are a whole lot of rewards, a whole lot of tiers. we got bronze at a buck all the way up to diamond, which is a whole lot more. But again, the greatest thing that you could do is continue to listen to us. Uh, we're coming up to a big milestone. I think we're going to hit it soon. I think this episode might push us over the edge. So feel free to uh, tune. Is that in. like three voicemails? Three voicemail. That's right. Three voicemail. Because uh, we only we, had one. We, we're like we're like two voicemails away. Okay. Well, from, you guys, from that huge milestone. You guys make so much fun of me when I you know share the fact that we have the ability for people to actually leave a voicemail, but it's me looking for ways to get our listeners involved because okay. all they have to do is call 604-409-3324. That's 604-409-3324. Terms and conditions I'll cut, you some, I'll, 
I'll cut you some slack on that because at the end of at the start of the episode, you urged people to actually send a letter, physical mail. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm. I. I have been around long enough that eight track cassette tapes were a thing. I grew homing pigeons. I grew up. Send your homing pigeons, please. I grew up in a world where before <laughs> the internet, you found out the movie listings by the listings by calling the talking yellow pages. That phone number was two nine 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 oh 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 T Y P. It's free. Oh, tell you what, if if uh, if any listeners out there add that voicemail number onto your favorites and send us a screenshot, I will make an acrostic poem with your username at the next episode. So nice. So that voicemail number again for those of you who didn't think they needed to write it down until now. Where, you know, Sam is up the ante. That is area code 604-409-3324. I thought I was in charge of poetry on this podcast. We'll we'll split the duties because we're gonna get <laughs> we're gonna get so many voicemails now. That's, that's true. I, yeah. I, I can I can sing out your review if you if you leave yeah, a review yeah. on iTunes. I promise you I'll sing it to uh, a melody that you will choose, like a popular song. I will do that. And at, at this rate, we may be actively kicking listeners out. Could be. <laughs> And, and you raise another good point. We haven't had a review on iTunes in a, in a while. So again, if you are listening to us through iTunes, leave us a review there. Um, we will read it word for word. Uh, and anywhere else, if you happen to leave a review, let us know. I only The, the system I've set up only sends me the ones that are left on the Apple Podcast Store iTunes. Uh, so everywhere else, you'll have to just you know shoot us a message. And that email address, if you want to email us, is feedback at resetpone.com. Twitter is at readysetpone. We're on facebook.com slash readysetpone. Instagram.com slash readysetpone. readysetpone.com. Like, I mean, we're pretty much everywhere. Uh, Are we on Mixer, by the way? Uh, so we have a Mixer account. <laughs> Trust me, I locked all this stuff down. We're on YouTube, Mixer, Twitch, um, everywhere. MySpace. Uh, Patreon-exclusive Mixer stream. Yeah. Here we go. Anywho, uh, final words of wisdom there, Sam. Uh, my prediction is that Mayday is the new Brig Jail, and... Before you know it, Haxo is going to become the best man in the league. Hmm. Omni? I just want to address people who oppose uh, 2 to 2 Your arguments kind of sound like, oh, I'm going to miss that one time I ate that delicious piece of chocolate off of the pavement. And these people keep forgetting that the other nine tries were dog turds. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that went... That wins a way that I did not expect. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, this is interesting. And then, yeah, you're right. Like, it's like, <laughs> you turn. Um, I have no final words now. I am, I am speechless after that. That doesn't happen often. Well, I did my job then. So on behalf of Sam at another Sam Chan, Omni at Omni Strife, and myself, Chris at Light Force, signing off on behalf of the Ready Set Pwn, or Ready Set Pwn podcast with those magical two words, hatch rays.